From WBHM News, I'm Richard Banks. This week, the WBHM News team has been examining the increase in gun violence in Birmingham. Today, in the final part of our series, reporter Cody Short looks at what solutions city leaders can take, including lessons from a community in New Jersey that had similar challenges, and advice from an expert. Our story begins with a grieving mother. At a recent rally at Kelly Ingram Park near downtown, Apostle Wanda Stevens led a prayer to a group of people who, like herself, have lost loved ones to gun violence. Heavenly Fathers, we come before your holy throne, God. We just thank you for your grace. And Father God, we thank you for your mercy, Father God. Oh God Stevens' son, George Powell Jr., was killed in 2006. She turned her grief into action by starting the organization Mothers Who Want the Violence to Stop. When you kill somebody's child, you're not only killing that person, but you're killing sometimes the hurt of a mother. Stevens believes the solutions are in the hands of city leaders and the school board. I think that the schools need to make some kind of provision for them to have some kind of good job. You see what I'm saying? Not to go out and get some job that's paying seven, eight dollars. Research shows that one issue that leads to crime is income disparities. Almost 30% of Birmingham residents are living in poverty. A behavioral health professor at UAB, Lonnie Hannon, says that people like to live in what's considered societal norms. Like to, to be able to purchase a house, to wear uh, specific types of clothing, um, to drive certain types of cars, to provide certain resources to the family. And he says if people aren't feeling that they fit within those social norms of income, then they're willing to take risks to get there. This is common among urban communities. You have to find ways to increase legitimate opportunities for the people who are experiencing what I call chronic poverty. Even though Birmingham has been riddled with crime for decades, people are concerned about the increasing number of homicides. Last year ended with a total of 122 homicides, the most in the last 25 years. So far this year, the last reported number was 60. Camden, New Jersey used to have the same struggle. In 2013, they saw 57 homicides. But that year, Camden disbanded their police force and rebuilt it with the focus on community policing. Since then, their homicide rate has decreased 67%. Here's Camden County Commissioner Louis Capelli. Trust has led to a tremendous partnership between residents and our police uh, that helps us solve crimes, prevent crimes, uh, let us know where there might be some hot spots or bad things happening. In Birmingham, local officials are trying new things. This summer, the police are opening a real-time crime center hub, providing live updates. They are also working with Crime Stoppers to get tips that will lead to arrests and hopefully end the no-snitch culture. And there's a new federal partnership to improve safety at the city's public housing properties. However, people are wondering if that's enough. The conversation of defunding the police has become more popular in the last year. Do I agree with defunding the police? No, I don't agree with that. That's Lonnie Hannon again from UAB. I don't think that that's, you know, a solution. No, but do I feel as if we should invest in mental health 
Should we invest in education? Should we invest in de-escalation tactics? Yes, I do. One program taking that approach is the Birmingham Promise. It guarantees qualifying Birmingham City School students a free college education. This gives at-risk kids a chance to elevate their economic status without the burdens of student loan debt. This is a longer-term solution that may take years to see the full results, but all of these efforts could make a difference in Birmingham. Cody Short, WBHM. You can find all the reporting in our series on gun violence in Birmingham at our website, wbhm.org.